0: and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash acast.
1: Hi folks, I would like to introduce myself. My name is Bio. the common factor between these sports will be the desire to follow their passion and make it a way of life. So step into this melting pot and enjoy the chats. Hi everyone, I'm back with another melting pot episode, which as you know is a weekly episode. Today I'm in conversation with the very, very lovely Sojanya Babasetti. Sojanya is a tennis player. She's in fact a WTA-ranked tennis player from India, and everyone's so proud of her back home. But of course, you know, there's a lot of dedication, a lot of hard work, a lot of sacrifices, a lot of everything that goes into getting to where anyone in any sports does get to. So I'm really, really happy that Sojanya is able to join us today in conversation. Thank you so much. Thank you, Payal,
2: for having me. I'm so excited to be doing this.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're excited as well. In fact, I'm, you know, I think for the viewers and the listeners to actually to be able to hear a professional sports person share her story will be very, very inspiring. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to to have you share your story with everybody. So obviously, you know, you you got into playing tennis at a very young age, right? And so is it something that you always wanted to do or is it something that happened organically? Were you always inclined towards sport and specifically tennis or or it just happened
2: i actually started tennis at the age of 12 i don't know if most people
1: call it at young age <laughs> i i think normally 12 you people would say you're a late bloomer right okay yeah. okay yeah
2: but, but i think that worked out for the best so i was not i was not actually into tennis i was into uh, dance classes and i was just a regular school-going girl and my sister was the stronger one among us. I have two other sis- sisters and she was put into tennis first and I went to watch her play one day and I just picked up a racket and um, the coach the coach said, you're a lefty and there's a huge advantage for left-handers. You should start playing tennis. Also, I fell in love with the sport as soon as I hit the first ball and
1: there was no looking back from there. Fabulous. So I mean, obviously, just hitting the first ball gave you that feeling that yes, this is what I want to do. And that's where the passion developed, right? But it could not have come that easy for you. So, you know, just sort of take me through the different aspects of the sport that you needed to focus on as you were developing yourself as a player the first thing is obviously fitness and it's it's
2: very important to keep up with keep up with the game it, it requires all i mean they they say it's tennis is one of the toughest sports especially when it comes to fitness you have to have the speed the endurance everything together so first for me is always fitness to keep, to keep myself injury free that's something that comes as a package also but To deal with those injuries and uh, stay focused. So there is fitness, there is mental strength and there's financial support and what else? There's so many things to it. But then, you know, these are the main aspects to become a tennis player or successful tennis player. You need the kind of...
1: Yeah, so how did you actually go about it? I mean, uh, you would have had to... I I understand that you went to Barcelona to sanchez academy and is that was that your first formal training and formal introduction into tennis or you had already started to kind of train with a coach in india
2: yeah i trained in hyderabad since i was 12 i've I've been training in hyderabad and at the age of 18 i i went to sanchez casal academy in barcelona i wouldn't say i was nothing before that i I was playing good tennis at national level and also international level in juniors, but not many tournaments. But I got the, like, I would say I got the right kind of exposure when I, when I went to Sanchez Casal Academy. And from there, I won my first pro title at the age of 21. And yeah, I, and then it just
1: kept going. Yeah. So how many years did you spend at Sanchez? spent around three years there three years okay so which means you went at the age of 18 18 or 19 I went at the age of 18 18 19 yeah 18 19 okay okay so how you know you like you've already mentioned that uh, fitness is very very important so I just want to ask you when you know you you've obviously played a lot of European players, you played a lot of Russian players, I'm sure, in your career, both as a junior as well as a WTA player that you are today. Where do you think there is a difference between, or do you see a difference between the fitness levels of the European and Russian players versus Indian players? Do you see a gap Do you feel that it is, you know, it's the it's the body structure of uh, the Indians? I don't know what, why? uh, Is it something that you have noticed? Is it something which with your experience, you've kind of felt that there is a difference? course there's a difference
2: because we have a different biological like it's not biological it's just we have a different body structure I think they're uh, built differently for sure every person is built differently but I don't think there's a difference when it comes to players it it depends on every individual there are Indian players who are defeating a lot of Russians and Europeans to that matter and Americans we are all at par with them, uh, what we either comes from the family or the association. Like we see players from other countries like China and Europe, they have full support from their associations. Whether they are their their family is supporting or not, they have the they have the freedom to choose between a lot of tournaments and play. And if you see at India right now, we we don't have many tournaments in India happening, but we do have the knowledge now. To get the right infrastructure and train according to the demands but we are getting there there's there's i wouldn't say we are there's a huge difference we are getting there before there was not there was a difference because they used to have an advantage of uh, more certified coaches or advanced technology to train at i wouldn't say that's the case now I would say if 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 you look at the list, there are so many men's players that are doing well in the ATP, and there, we also have Ankita Now, who's doing so well, and there's so many other players from the women's circuit also who are doing
1: equally well. Okay, so so yeah, so basically, tennis as a sport is now being recognized in India, and there is a lot of effort that is going into, because you have to develop a player, right? And I think, yeah, and I understand that the combination of fitness, the combination of technique, of mental strength all of that is is a part of the training and and if I mean there's no point in you being on the tennis courts hitting like thousands of balls in a day when you don't it's not just about the balls I I guess getting across the net but it's also everything else all these factors right which which make the difference so what What I understand from what you're saying is that India is now kind of becoming aware of the different aspects of what goes into developing a player and working towards it. So which is which is great. So it's not uh, because, yes, there is a lot of talent in India and it's that talent which needs to be nurtured now. Right. OK, so coming back to you, I mean, I mean, I'm really happy to hear that because I think it's it's high time that different sports in India get the recognition because, you know, there are there's so much talent um, yeah. and it just needs to be correctly channelized. So I yeah, absolutely get that. So now coming back to you, can you I mean, obviously you've played hundreds of tournaments at different levels right so is there any a one tournament or one match that has stayed with you where you know which where you feel like okay you've you were maybe losing and you turned it around or or you know or a match that you could have won but things went differently so is there any one match that actually stands out for you
2: One best memory is that winning the finals of the national tournament that is the highest level tournament in India okay um, that one stays with me forever I, I won it, I won the finals against the girl who had won four times previously and she was playing at on her home court her favorite surfaces and it was mentally there were so many so many hurdles i would say but i overcame and i won and my whole family was present for the finals it was it was like a moment to cherish and that will forever stay with me apart from that there are so many matches that went the other way <laughs> yeah the other the other way yeah. but the 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 best thing about this sport especially i mean any sport it's like every week it is like a fresh start it's like a new page you turn over and then you start writing all over again if it's if it's not like a, if it's not helping me, if it's not helping me, then it's not staying with me for a long time. but it's important to learn from the matches and just get back on court the next week. so i I try really hard to keep the good matches with me and learn from the bad matches and move on. yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was going to ask you that because sometimes, you know, you like you get so disappointed with a match that you may have lost that that a winning match that, you know, slips out of out of your reach. And then how do you get back for the next tournament or the next day or whatever it may be with, you know, renewed confidence to say that no. I'm going to get the next one. I think you need a certain mental strength to be able to do that, right? So, how do you? How do you? Do you have any kind of formula that you work on? I mean, what helps you bounce back? Is it pattern? Is it you know what? What is it? Is it sort of understanding uh, the technicalities of the previous, the match that you may have lost and, you know, sort of learning from that. So what, what are the different aspects that kind of help to bounce back?
2: There's no particular formula to this, actually. <laughs> it's just, it's impossible to have like a formula and just get back because every match is different. And in one match, I may, it might be, I may, I may have lost because I didn't choose the right shots. And in another match, it could be because I froze, I choked. There, there are so many things. So it's it's not possible to have one formula to get back. There's, and there is no perfect way to bounce back. The only way is to go back on court and start working. And probably there will be a slight relief when you play the same opponent again and you beat them.
1: Right. So that's,
2: <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> the best way for me. <laughs> so... So yeah, so when when I lose a match, I for sure cannot sleep for a few nights. I, I start thinking about it. It does disturb me because a missed opportunity is a missed opportunity at the end. So I go back on court and I start to imagine the same situation. situation that I am in and I try to put myself in that situation and I would try the different op- options like what went wrong and what I could have done better and just try things out every time I have to go out there and try try again and again and again till I play the girl again or till I just play other matches and I start winning and I get my confidence back. But the best relief and the best way to get over that match is by winning the same match again.
1: Yeah, correct.
2: Against the same opponent. So I just, uh, somewhere subconsciously, I'm waiting to play against her
1: again. So it's the reverse. Like with some people, they may be worried or anxious about playing the same opponent again, just in case you know, they, they sort of lose a second time. Whereas yeah. for you, what I'm understanding from what you're saying is that you'd rather play that opponent again and the next time you're ready, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. Because I've seen that situation in my mind so many times and on practice court so many times. When I'm playing against her again, it's like a familiar, I'm kind of familiar with the situation and, and the strategy.
1: Yeah. And, and so I know. You, and I guess because you played her before, so you, you've already figured her strength and her weakness, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Have you ever felt like you want to give up? and you don't want to do this anymore. You're listening to a fusion of stories recounted for the first time ever by some fascinating people from across the globe with me, Pio, on this very unique and special podcast series Melting Pot.
2: Yes, a lot of times after every match that I lose, I feel like I should stop because I feel like I'm tired of doing this. I say I say to myself that okay, this, this is we are done with this. Let's find something else. But the next day I'm back on court, no matter what, no matter, it's like a love-hate relationship. Hmm. It's it's never ending. You want, you want to hate it, but you also have this strong base, hmm. the strong love. It's like first love. You're just there
1: with it. Yeah. You just fit. Is it because that's the only thing that, you know, from age 12, that's tennis is the only thing that you've known right? Is it because of that? Or that you always kind of come back to it? Because that's the only thing that you've known? Or is it because you like, it's a part of you, you cannot be separated from <laughs> it because you have a passion? It's the second one.
2: It's actually a mix of both. It's the only thing that I know. I mean, I do have hobbies, but I've been doing this for a very long time. And I still feel I have a lot in me that I can put it out there and to inspire people, you know, it's and also I have the passion for it. I'm, I'm married to the sport and I'm married to a person who is into the sport. There's no there's no running away from tennis for me. Tennis is going to be a part of me for the rest of my life. Yeah,
1: whether you're you're playing it or you know
2: now I'm I, coaching, I'm teaching. What, yeah. yeah, yeah, whatever it is going to be, tennis is always going to be a part of me, and it's a it's a huge part of my life. Actually, what this tennis has taught me so much, and it uh, gave me so many wonderful friends and family that
1: I chose. There's I, I'm not done with giving back. You know, <laughs> oh, that's that's I mean, that kind of indicates that passion is still there, and yeah, and the love of uh, love for the sport, whatever you may have gone through, whatever hardships you may have gone through. I think, as long as that underlined passion is still there, it's never going to leave you. So, yeah, no, that's interesting. You mentioned that you do have hobbies, so yeah. <laughs> let's hear <laughs> the hobbies that you have. I like to paint. Okay,
2: mm, that's one hobby. If if organizing is a is a hobby, then that's one more.
1: Organizing what?
2: Anything in the house. Okay. Now okay. that now that I've got my own space, I just keep digging out stuff. Start organizing. That's one more. If can we come sleep? <laughs> of course. <laughs> I love. I just love taking naps. I can sleep for more than half of the day and still be like, okay, I've I've had enough.
1: I can sleep. Wow. (laughs) So when your body gets really, really tired after you have played, you know, like you've been on court for maybe two hours or three hours, played a three setter or whatever, are you able to sleep? easily or you know does your because your body is so tired because like when you're fatigued sometimes you're not able to sleep but if you have a passion for sleeping then I'm wondering <laughs> I'm wondering if you're able to do that not not I mean for
2: sure every day I can just like that just fall asleep it would take like 15-20 minutes I just have to calm myself and but sometimes there are like these too much fatigue days where I where I, I get tested in in my fitness session or during my tennis session or I don't have a good day on court I come back I'm just overthinking I don't know what happened I'm trying to figure out things then I can't sleep yeah or if I fought with someone I can't sleep um, but eventually I think I do fall asleep in about 30 minutes after I hit the bed okay. Okay. So, yeah,
1: that's not too bad. Yeah. There is
2: fashion there also. <laughs> there is fashion there, yeah.
1: Correct. <laughs> okay. One male player that you admire and one female player that you admire, and what is it that you think that you have learned from them? Male player, Noak Djokovic, any day. I think right from the beginning.
2: I've always connected my game style or my attitude to his and how he has nurtured himself from being a, a player who threw a lot of tantrums to a player who's so calm and yet with so much fears. He's he's such an inspiration to me and also to a lot of people, of course. He's a legend. I know people say Roger Federer, Nadal. I mean, they these people are living legends. They were, there's no one... They're like one of a kind and my kind is Noak Djokovic, Serena Williams. She is not just an inspiration to this generation, but to many more generations to come. I think she'll be like unbeatable. She's, I don't know, she's just, I sometimes it's like, is she even human? Yeah. And uh, the battles she fights uh, being a black woman and it's just amazing how strong she
1: is. And there's no one that can match her. She's amazing. Have you ever had fan moment? I mean, you yourself are a professional tennis player, you know, and I mean, you're, you're so well known, but have you ever had like a fan moment where you've suddenly, you know, either be, been on court with a player that you admire or you've uh, actually just encountered a player?
2: I would say Nadaz was one of the, fan moments i was i was at a hospital in barcelona i had gone myself to get checked i think suddenly the atmosphere of the entire room changed we were all waiting for the doctor you know we all had an appointment There were like six seven kids and this everything just changed everything was so um like Electric it was a different eye. aura And he just walked in so chill. He's like, (laughs) Bondia. And he just walked past. It was like, oh what? What just happened? (laughs) Everyone were like just standing, and we were all shocked. We were we were like, what just happened? Is that (laughs) is that who we think it is? Um, I think that was one of the biggest fan moments for me. I also went to watch him play. I also got to watch Noak Djokovic play 2020, Dubai. Dubai uh, duty free tennis tennis championships I watched him play I watched the finals and I waited for the fan moment but I waited for two hours I think oh wow he didn't show up I think he had a secret passage or something Uh, I had gone there to play Fed Cup representing India and it was the finals day there and from the next day our tournament was going to start he never showed up so I thought to myself, we're not destined to meet now. We'll meet at a grand slam. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Why well, you gonna play? You're going to play mixed doubles with him.
2: No, I think I'll win the women's. Uh, I'll I'll win the women's singles title, and he'll win the men's title as usual. And <laughs> we'll have a photo shoot. Oh. I'm hoping that'll be at the Wimbledon.
1: Oh my God! Awesome. <laughs> On that note, <laughs> I think nothing more can be said. <laughs> yeah, yeah, great. I mean, it's just been so much fun talking to you, Surjania, and you've kind. I of- had so much
2: fun. There were so many things that I learned about myself while just saying it out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you know when you have a conversation like this and and things are pointed in in a certain direction then you start to introspect and yes, yes, yes. that's what i enjoy most about talking to uh, to my guests on melting pot is that i'm able to bring that out they're very inspiring
2: i keep following your episodes thank you so much there uh, <laughs> there so many talented people and it's amazing how you you i mean
1: you're giving them a voice and i just Love what you're doing. Thank you so much. And, you know, and the fact that my conversation with you will also inspire young people who are wanting to be tennis players. It doesn't really matter if it's... Yeah, of course. I mean, tennis is such a fabulous sport. But anybody who has a passion for any sport, after listening to you, I'm sure they'll be inspired. Because, you know, you, you are... From the age of 12 until now, you're just continuing to go, go, go. You talk tennis, you sleep tennis, you eat tennis. And I think, and you've made a name for yourself. And, and, you know, and I do understand that you worked very, very hard. And you've made a lot of sacrifices to get to where you are today. You know, it seems like you're in a good space. And it seems like you're kind of, uh, from listening to you, seems like you're now there's a certain maturity there's a certain determination which is still there and i think that's very heartening to hear and i'm sure it's like wine just gets better with the age absolutely (laughs) and just a small
2: message to people who are listening and watching i won nationals at the age of 26 And everyone told me that I should be, I should not be playing anymore. Everything started from the age of 23, 24. Oh, you've not achieved much. You don't have a name for yourself. But it's important to believe in your dreams. Because if you don't, no one else will. They're all going to admire you in spite of what they say. So it's just talking, you know, it's just people talking. So you have to follow your heart. Yeah no matter what people say. It took me 14 years to live my dream. I know it's just a beginning and I still know there's more, much more left in me and I am going to fight it out and I want you all to fight it out.
1: Absolutely, I mean you know that's that's really really inspirational you know and, and the fact that you were so honest about it as well and you know i'm sure you we haven't seen the last of you when it comes to tennis it's, and i'm sure there's a lot more and you know you have a lot more to achieve and i uh, wish you all the very best thank you so much Bayer. thank you for giving me this
2: opportunity to put myself out here and I hope this reaches a lot of people.
1: It will. It's a very important voice to be heard. And I'm absolutely, I mean, all my listeners and viewers will absolutely be so interested and inspired by you. So thank you once again. Thank you so much. For more weekly conversations, do listen to Melting Pot on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts. Follow us on YouTube and on Instagram at Podcast Melting Pot. So until the next episode, this is Pyle signing off.
0: A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times.